tunnel of vision. But last night's storm shifted things. It laid branches across my familiar paths, and uprooted bushes I've used as landmarks for ages. It knocked over the carn of stones I'd stacked up a long time ago to mark the edge of my regular ambling, but I only realized it had fallen down later, on the way back to my cave, after wandering past the downed marker and into the tangled part of the forest where I don't go very often with these failing eyes. I must have wandered for hours, long enough for the angle of sunlight to rise and fall as the day dragged on, and as I dragged myself through the forest. I may have crossed my own hidden trail dozens or hundreds of times, whipped in the face and legs by the same eager branches again and again, and I may have been on the edge of the woods, on the edge of the glade by my cave, for most of the day. How would I have known when all I could see was the green veil of forest before my eyes, hanging always a few inches ahead, with all the world blurry behind it? Sometimes in late afternoon, long after the sweet-smelling wild grapes I found for lunch had stopped filling my stomach, I was still out there walking. And that's when I got an even bigger surprise than getting lost in my own landscape. Two hikers, tramping between trees and pushing aside brambles and branches, snapping twigs and crushing pine cones and acorns with heavy boots, and squashing shy mushrooms with a heavy hiss under their soles. Every once in a very, very long while someone passes this way, proves persistent enough to climb a rock face or hop over a ditch into my secret world. Every so often I hear someone nearby, but I've never been so close to any of them, and they've never come so close to me. They pass through and pass on, out of my forest and out of my life, leaving nothing but a temporary tear that the resettled quiet soon stitches. I heard the hikers coming in time to crawl under some thick, dripping bushes, to slide my nude self off their crackling path. Lying on my belly and balls and wet leaves and cool mud, I watched as the brown blurs of their boots passed within the small sphere of my sight. They weren't speaking, but they were breathing hard and sniffing and spitting and making all of the sounds humans make when they think they're being silent, sounds I must make myself all the time without knowing, because there's no one around me to notice. The legs in the first boots were thick with muscles and hair, but the second pair was smooth and slender. My nose burned, and I nearly coughed with the sudden rush of their smells. Shampoo and soap, factory-made fabrics and leather, and sweat from a body that was human, but for the first time in years, wasn't mine. And for a moment I thought I might retch, but I held it down as they passed. They moved quickly out of my limited sight, though I could still hear the crackle and snap of their steps. And that's when one hiker, the woman, the more slender and sleek pair of legs, I supposed, spoke a word. Here, she said. Or maybe she asked it. The sound of a voice was such a surprise that I missed its tone altogether. And though no answer was given and she said nothing else, that syllable boomed in my mind and my garden so much more loudly than the storm had last night. The first word I'd heard spoken in so many years— 
long after I made peace with knowing I wouldn't hear words again. I was stunned like lightning and struck me, and the hikers kept walking until they were out of earshot, but their words stayed behind, echoing across unsettled canyons of quiet. I might have sprung out of my bush before it was too late. Before they had passed, I might have asked them to help me find the way back to my cave, to lead a nearly blind man to his home, but how on earth would I have done it? If they didn't run from a nude, filthy mute leaping out of the scrub, it would only be because they'd cracked my skull with one of their walking sticks, and so knew they had nothing to fear. For the first time in forever I had occasion to wonder how I might look to somebody else, calloused and tanned on parts of my body that no one would have any desire to see, a shaggy skeleton or a dirty...